1935, the Lions win the NFL championship. The Detroit Tigers take the World Series. The Red Wings bring home Lord Stanley's Cup. Joe Lewis begins his rise to world domination. This transforms the Motor City into Detroit, City of Champions. There we are. Hey, Detroit City of Champions podcast. We are we are here in the uh, palatial podcast Detroit Northville studios. Charles Avison, I'm Jamie Flanagan, <laughs> pushing our buttons. Matt Fox. Hey, hey there's a camera. There's a camera. He's Matt. got his own camera now. Matt, Matt, got, a, Matt got an upgrade. Detroit City of Champions, episode eight. Play ball! We're going to... Perfect. Play ball! <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to play ball a little bit. From what I understand, because I've been doing some research. Charles, you're rubbing off on me, man. I did some it's, research. Dude, I'm telling you, once you get hooked on the City of Champions <laughs> story, there's no going back. Because I, I I'm love... I'm telling you, it goes I, deep and it's and it's infectious. I love movies. Yeah. I love, I love movies. I love watching movies. And you told me uh, there's so many, and this the, the Detroit City of Champions, right? The the uh, 1935 year, and there's just so many, so many stories to tell. There's so many, and every time you tell me a story, it's like you'll be amazed. This was totally lost. Yeah. And it's, it's, well, I saw your eyes light up the last time when I went. It was yeah. sort of at the end of the show. It was either at the end of the show or it was like after the show was done. But I, I mentioned the fact that um, you know there's so much to talk about. And then uh, got into the um, the fact that the first baseball movie, first Major League Baseball movie um, with sound, yeah. was filmed in 1934 in Detroit, made in Detroit, yeah. and premiered at the Book Cadillac Hotel um, during the City of Champions season. And you're like, I saw your eyes yeah. light up. You're like, oh, I, my yeah. God, what are you talking about? And it's I'm like, like yes. I mean, you said it was lost. Yeah, it was, it was, it was totally it was... forgotten. Nobody knows about it. That's what I mean, lost, forgotten, however you want to put it. But it doesn't, nobody... You know, very few. The only people really have ever heard of this movie are people that I've either talked to or, um, I mean, really, that's that's it. I mean, I've done a bunch of speeches. I've done, uh, you know, I mean, it's uh, it comes out when I do the speeches and that. But uh, um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 just like I mean, you just don't. It, there's it, nobody talks about it anywhere ever, and tried, that's why I'm glad to be talking about it now. I tried finding, you know, it's like, oh, okay, so was the was on the this, internet, right? Was this the first yeah. movie shot in Detroit? Yeah. And I, I could not, I couldn't find this. Yeah. The it's not anywhere thing, online. You don't no, see it anywhere. Nothing. No, the closest thing I found, the oldest movies uh, uh, that I could find through research. You're I'm talking about filmed in Detroit or just yeah. filmed baseball movies? No, filmed in okay, Detroit. Yeah. Uh, VisitDetroit.com has uh, 1946, uh, an MGM feature, this time's for keeps. Yeah, there's not. I mean, there's. I'm saying there's like nothing. And so this has got that beat by 12 years, right? Yeah. This is 1934. Yeah, I can't. I can't verify that it was the first movie ever made in Detroit. I, yeah. I can't say that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that. But I mean, but um, but as far as baseball motion pictures with sound, yeah. Um, there's this is there they, like they this there there was other baseball movies with sound made, but right. like you know baseball movies that talked about baseball with sound and all that. But um, as far as Major League Baseball sponsored movie where they're where they're in it, like Major League Baseball itself has a right. role in taking it. This is the first and it's the first one with sound, especially. And that's what's so amazing. Like as big as Major League Baseball is yeah. today with as far, especially history occupies a very prominent um, component of Major League Baseball. You know, I mean, it, it, they use history. I mean, they sell the sport with history. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so stunning to me, you know, so so insane to me is. 
you know, I've actually tried to reach out to some of these people. I went down to the, well, I was down in the uh, baseball winter meetings in 2015. Yeah. I even tried to take it to like, there's actually like a historical area there. And I even tried to talk to them about it. And they're just, they like, like they, they, they just like basically blew me off. Like, you know, which museum? Well, it wasn't a museum. Uh -oh. It was it was the winter meetings for baseball. Basically, uh -oh. every year in the winter, yeah. um, everybody comes together, yeah. like in Tennessee or whatever. So like every every like per, every person in baseball comes together for the winter meetings. And I yeah, I went there. I was actually trying to look for a job in baseball, doing this analytics thing, which right. is the other right. project. But um, yeah, and I was like there. I'm like yeah, I got this. While I was there, I was trying to talk to some people about this movie, and they're like they just the the, the pro. This is the problem I think in sports in history. Um, you know, in a lot of different things, which is that like a lot of people just assume that if they don't, especially if they're the experts in the industry, yeah. if they don't know about it, right. it's probably not that big of a deal. You know, like it's almost like like I know everything like it's just it's like it's it's impossible that something, you know, could ever slip past somebody like especially something great could like, yeah. uh, you know, could get past the, the experts or whatever. And the more even more um, the even more difficult, you know, um, an obstacle to overcome is the is the idea that once you're faced with something that you don't know, yeah. especially something that's obviously important, whether it's the movie, whether it's the City of Champions story, um, or or anything else like this, um, the ability to like change your mind, like to say, yeah. you know, I think it's just one of the great. Uh, I think we just mentioned this before, like the ability to like admit you're wrong, the ability to admit a mistake, ability to uh, admit that you're there's something that you don't know in this world that you know what I mean. I think is a it's a very rare thing in this world to say, you know what? I was wrong. I was, you know, this is something I didn't know, something that I need to, you know, <laughs> educate myself on in something that if I have the power to do something about it, like let's do something, you know? So um, I think that's that, that one component. I've run into so many people that have, I mean, that, I mean, it's really a majority, I think. Um, so as to say like, you know, city of champions is the greatest season ever. They're like, yeah, you know, I want to do a story about it. You no, know, somebody's going you know, where a player wears his cornrows today, you know, like yeah. that's more important than the greatest season ever that nobody's ever heard of. You know, like, same thing with the movie, you know, it's this yeah. is it's a component that is, um, it's incredibly important. It's a fascinating element to the, to the entire City of Champions story, and it, it's pretty essential. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so we're, we're talking movies, so it's it's important that we talk movies. And, and I figured if we're talking movies, we got to bring in one of the big dogs in the city. Awesome. Uh, with us joining us today, Greg Russell. Hello. How are you? Good, doing well. Doing Good well. to see you guys. Good to see you. Good to so, see you. Greg, it's uh, Detroit City of Champions. We had a little feedback happening with your speaker and your. There we are. I think we cleared that up. Okay. All right. Perfect. So, Greg, um, Detroit City of Champions. It's a, a trilogy of books. Uh, Charles here wrote this uh, trilogy of books, and in his research, uh, he came across uh, a movie. And, and from what we understand. Uh, it was the first movie filmed in Detroit. I, I know you, you're, you're always you're talking to all the movers and shakers and all the celebrities. Uh, do, what's your movie history? Do you know what some of the older movies in Detroit are? Filmed in Detroit, you mean? Wow. Yeah, filmed, in Detroit. filmed in Detroit. Wow. Let me think about that. Man. Oh, geez. Um, you know, of course, you think of like some of the modern ones, Batman v Superman. All the Michael Bay movies were done here. Yeah. Um, oh, let's see. There were some, you know, when we had the great um, rebates and different things like that, like Stone and uh, movies along that line. Uh, there was a, another movie. 
Oh, Man of Steel. Thank you. My wife's hearing upstairs. <laughs> so in my research, what I could find was uh, one of the first ones was 1946, uh, This Time's for Keeps from MGM. Wow. Uh, and then from there, 1959, Anatomy for Murder. Uh, and then in 1960, Where the Boys Are, had some mm -hmm. scenes filmed in Detroit, supposedly. Uh, there's some been some decent baseball movies uh, filmed. Uh, some great Detroit. baseball movies. Some of my favorites, man. Tiger Town. Oh, I, grew, yeah. I, remember, I remember watching Tiger Town as a kid. I was like, it was a Disney like made for TV movie. Yeah. With um, uh, what was the Australian? Was it Australian actor? Was it uh, what's? No, he wasn't Australian. It, it, it's just a great movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember watching Tiger Town on TV. Yeah. Tiger so, Town. Yeah. And you brought it up today. Um, one of my favorites. We'll, we'll get to it. I don't know. I don't know. What's it? Do you have a favorite sports Detroit sports movie, Greg? I was going to say, um, please let me get the number correct, but you'll tell me if I got it wrong. 61 or 62? 61. There you go. <laughs> a buddy of mine was the umpire in that movie. His name was Carl the umpire. And one of my friends, Robert Young, was like the villain player who always ran the first base. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. How many times they, you got to do that in yeah, the show, right? Yeah, they use the uh, Tiger Old Tiger Stadium as the uh, yeah. backdrop for the the the, uh, six, the the race for sixty-one home runs between Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. That's the concept of the movie. So there was uh, Tommy Lee Jones did uh, Cobb. Oh, oh yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yep, absolutely, oh, yeah. yep. And, and then there's what well, you have the Ron Lafleur story. Yeah. I forgot the is, is that the name right. of the movie? The Ron Lafleur. I think story? that was it, the Ron Lafleur story. Something like that. Yeah. Like it might have been like Breaking Out, the Ron Lafleur mm -hmm. story, something like that. But that that's uh, that's another one. And, and then Charles one. mentioned it to me earlier while we were chatting. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a great thing. We've had this guy on. Uh, he was a guest before he passed away. He was a different podcast we have called Animal Talk. Uh, we had George Plimpton oh. on as a guest. Yep. Um, oh, did you really have yeah, him on? That's yeah. awesome. He's got the best voice really? ever. He was so cool. I just It's a great and, movie, uh, too. Man. Yeah, he wrote the, the paper lion. lion. Yeah. Uh, and they turned the paper lion in the movie. He actually had a part in it. He played one of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay. So he was, he was there right. in the background playing yeah. one of the quarterbacks when Alan Alda was playing yeah. his part of. Alex Karras is in it. Yeah, yeah the yeah. experienced journalist. Barney, jeez. Yeah. So that's, that was my, that's just cause of George. George was just like the coolest cat yeah. ever and the best pipes. Uh, it was just unbelievable. But, but Greg, we wanted to bring you uh, one in. last mention. Yeah. One last mention. Oh yeah. Whatever the movie is. I, well, it's not a movie, but uh, if you ever seen Magnum PI, ah. it's like one of my favorite oh, yeah. shows growing up. Al, uh, Alan Trammell and Lou Whitaker made an appearance on Ma uh, Magnum PI. You might be able to find it on YouTube. They, uh, it's a great yeah. scene where, because I uh, met, you know, cause uh, uh, Tom Selleck was a tiger fan. And so, mm -hmm. and he, and he was in the bar, it was a scene where he was in a bar and the two of them were in it yeah. and they were dressed in like suits or whatever. Like I think white like suits or whatever. Yeah. And they're in the, anyways, they, uh, he looks at him and he says, um, he's, he, they're, they're like, yeah, Hey man, you know, we're, they had like a little conversation with them and, and they, they, he's like, yeah, I'm going to Detroit for the tiger you know game or whatever. And they're like, Oh, we'll be there too, man. And he goes, Oh, <laughs> really? he goes, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be in the seats, you know, between second and because they're <laughs> second baseman shortstop. He's like between third and first. And, and yeah. then they just laughed. And, and Magnum, for some reason, goes, well, third and first? Those are weird seats. What does that mean? And, and then the bartender points at a picture behind the bar, and there's a picture of the two of them uh, signing an autograph. He goes, oh, my God, that's Al Trammell and Whitaker. Like, yeah. we all know watching it who it is, but yeah. it's such right. a, that's a great moment. Yeah. There was also a movie Harrison Ford did here, and I got a great story from him. They were shooting downtown at the old Detroit police station on Bobian Street. And he said that some of the cops, after it got done, asked him, hey, would you mind taking a picture with us? So he said, no, no problem. So we had like three uniformed cops on one side, 
three on the other side, and one plain clothes person at the end. So he said they all took the picture and said, geez, next thing you know, two cops run in and grabbed the guy who's not wearing a uniform. He was a criminal who they had arrested who just wanted to get in the picture with Harrison Ford. Jeez. <laughs> That's a hot song. He's got his, he's got his cuffs on. He's like, right. he's up with his. <laughs> but I'm at Harrison Ford. <laughs> Jeez. And also the, 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 the police chief from uh, Beverly Hills Cop was an actual police chief. Oh from yeah, De from Detroit, the former, yeah. former, yeah, former Detroit police chief. So, but that way, well, looking, at, looking at all Cop. these lists, looking at all these Robocop. Robo Are they Cop. done with the Robocop statue yet? They're done with it. They need a place to put it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been done for a while. <laughs> but they just know where to, where to put it. It's like the greatest statue of all time. Greg, Greg, where should we put the Robocop statue? Well, let's see. I was thinking either Belle Isle or uh, down there in that park, you know, that they blocked off from Jefferson and Woodward. Right okay. there. So, you know, you got, got that. It'll be right next to the spirit of Detroit. So, yeah. yeah all it's just such a cool statue, man. I've seen it. It's a, it actually looks really good. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. 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 It's such a cool thing. Like, nobody, no other city in the world's got a Robocop statue. No. But in all our research, we found that. They didn't. They didn't have this in the list anywhere. Of yeah. a, a motion picture created here in the city, going back all the way to, to 1934 is when it was being yeah. filmed uh, mm -hmm. during the Tigers' uh, breakout season there. Yeah. And and Matt, can you roll clip number one for us? On the grab that and roll that. Baseball, the national game of America, was invented by Abner Doubleday at Cooperstown, New York, in 1839. So there you go. So that's, that's how the teaser. movie opens up. Yeah. It opens up with uh, "Take Me Out to the Ballpark." Yeah. Uh, and that voice, that voice is very recognizable. as Ted Husing. Ted Husing narrated the entire thing. Ted Husing was like the guy, and like he was like, if anytime you see those, like a uh, uh, that are the next time you see like an old like World War II, um, like a uh, clip from a you know like. Like the Nazis have done this or something like this. Like, just it's that guy. Ted okay. Husing is the guy. Yep. He was like the voice of everything back in the 30s and 40s. I think it was NBC that he was on. He was like the voice. So the fact they got Ted Husing yeah. to do this movie, this was a legit movie. This right. was a legit like uh, motion picture. We're gonna get back to him because he does feel like a big announcement at the end. Yep. Uh, and so we'll play that. We got a clip of him, and they have him on screen too. So we'll get to that. Uh, towards the end, but it's pretty amazing that uh, Charles, he's like, he keeps finding things that, that have crazy. just been lost. The story was lost that the, 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 the Lions and the Tigers and the Red Wings all their won their championship first, the first year. Their first their championships first year, in the same in season. The same season. And wow. then, you know, that uh, this movie, there's this incredible plaque that was, was lost to antiquity for. <laughs> yeah, that was the most remarkable long. find, man. Like, so um, all these things you keep, yeah. you keep uncovering. He's an archaeologist for amazing things from Detroit. So how how did you, Charles? How did you find this? Yeah. Cell? Well, it was like it's kind of like everything. It started with the you know just the research. Like I mean, like, it, like you could kind of compare like you met you know imagine you're reading a book, right? You're, you're reading a book, um, but but for me the book was like uh, just it was newspapers that stretched across like three and a half years of Detroit newspapers. Okay. So I had to read this book like. 
every day for years, like through the newspapers. So I'm just basically reading the newspapers, right. you know, and I'm trying to, you know, you, you can't read everything. So, um, you know, you're trying to like, you know, you're trying to skim the papers and catch what's important and photocopy and, you know, take it home and explore it, you know, do whatever. But um, that was, uh, but that's really how it was. Like I, I, like at one point I came across this newspaper article and it said, uh, it, it talked about a film premiere at the book Cadillac hotel. Okay. Where these, where they were all going, to, where they're like, yeah, last night we went to this film premiere. It was incredible. Like Frank Navin was there. Huh. Um, they're like Frank Navin was there. Um, everybody was there. All these reporters were there, and uh, they were like, "This is, you know, we watched a baseball movie. It was Major League, you know, American League, you know, motion picture. Every, you know, just they described this movie. And I'm like, in the way they described it, I was like, this is amazing. I want to see this movie. Like, yeah. it's almost like a, a teaser for me, like an advertisement for me to watch it." And so I was like, I got to find this movie. And so like, it was just, I mean, it's another thing. I kind of you know, set it aside and then I just kept seeing little small references for it. There's another article in the uh, who's who in baseball, 1935, mm -hmm. which as we mentioned, like in a free form, I was like, when uh, who's who in baseball, 1935 was published prior to 1935. So it talked about what happened the, the previous year. And that's when there's like a full article in there talking about how this, um, this movie had been seen by 2 million people across the United States. Like it was wow. a major thing. 2 million people was sitting there, you know, they talked about everybody was in it and everything. And then I'm like, I gotta see this movie. <laughs> you know, like, I kept seeing these references pop up. I gotta see this movie. And it was like, kind of like a happen chance, you know, thing. I came across, there's like the, there's a, a collector or like a guy who specialized in um, film, uh, film, like old film and movie that I'd found out about. And, Mm -hmm. um you know contacted him and he had the movie it's like the only original copy in existence and wow um yeah so i so i was able to uh basically um negotiate with him for the rights to use the movie for the books and i, I mean when i negotiate it's one way to put it. another way to put it is i spent ten thousand dollars <laughs> to get the rights to to you know sell it with my books because I, I i wanted to cross the t i mean right you know, he, he had the only original he's the one that turned into a dvd okay. and so you know i spent like i say spent 10 grand on the you know, rights to use it so um everybody who buys the trilogy of books yeah it's like copy yeah it's kind of like he, he right. kind of spe specified the rights as being like it has to kind of be associated with the second book because that was oh, what um the tires the, yeah with yeah. the yeah with the with the book so anyways yeah it was good i mean and, and, and what i found out in even in the research for the stuff is that there's actually two versions of the film right there's a 32 minute version and a 55 minute version and okay. the one okay. i have is the 32 minute the 55 minute is still out there somewhere and if somebody ever finds oh. it like dude you're going to be like the greatest person in my life. Like I will like, you'll like worship you a <laughs> 55 minute play ball movie, man. Oh, yeah. that's great. Greg, Greg yeah. what, uh, what are your memories of uh, baseball um, as a young man? Were you into baseball as a young man? Oh, definitely. I mean, when I was growing up, that's what everyone was into. I was a kid when the Tigers won the series in 68. Thing I remember most is back then it was either the Detroit news or the Detroit free press had on the back page, like a full poster of a tiger you know, all of them. And I had the entire thing in my bedroom all over the wall. And yeah, you know, it, it used to be fun where your Boy Scout troop or, you know, some other community group, they get all the kids together because the tickets were probably maybe a buck or so. And during the summer, they take you down there. I remember sitting in the bleachers all the time, you know, just watching the game. And then as I grew up and was fortunate enough by being in this business to get to meet some of these guys, it was like, also oh, perfect, you know, Mickey Lolich, Al Kaline, Norm Cad, yeah. Will Freehand, Willie Horton, Gates Brown, Earl Wilson. I mean, all these people. And you're, it, even though you're an adult, all of a sudden you just become this giddy kid because you're just going, 
do you remember that time you hit that home run? And yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. That was so great. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's, we love unpacking this story because most people, there's there's hardly a soul around that was uh, in the stands yeah. uh, anymore for this one. But I, I think it's an important story. And Greg, you and, 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 and you know, your brother, God rest yeah. his soul. It did, it did some uh, amazing work with like the uh, historical markers uh, oh, yeah. in the state. Um, I know he did a lot of work uh, on that. And I know that. So you and your brothers are, are really into the history uh, in Michigan and in, in Detroit. And that's why we feel this is a, an important project to, to remind people about. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's where we came from and it's, it's why things, things are important to us. Right. Um, and and I just I just love this. And can you imagine? Because there wasn't TV. I mean, they had uh, they had some radio. Yeah. Going even, on. Well, yeah. even the p talking picture with sound were relatively new too. Yeah. Right. And so to see somebody like Schoolboy Row up on yeah. the screen. Yeah. And this was such a, a new thing. Matt, roll that uh, clip number two because we got a we it shows Schoolboy Row. Now watch Schoolboy Row showing two other schoolboys how he puts the power behind his famous fast ball. In this picture, the schoolboy demonstrates the brevity of movement, which leads to perfect body balance and remarkable control. The schoolboy follows through in natural fashion, proving that he has derived maximum power behind his fireball. Also observe that he comes into perfect balance and is in position to feel the ball hit back at him. So wow. there you go. So that was, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the the whole movie is uh, uh, Charles. How would you describe uh, what the movie is? Uh, well, just like a, a summary or like my well, review. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, just the, the, it's, the uh, what it is. It's, it's basically face, you know but... at its face, like it's it's sort of purpose was um you know it was to educate fans about you know what because I mean at that time like baseball you know Major League Baseball was primarily like you know uh, East Coast. Mm -hmm. um in the like midwest type of a type thing there was no like calif you know there's no major league teams in california or or like even down south and everything it was just all it was so anyways it was an the idea was like sort of spread the game across the country um introduce the stars to people that maybe had never even get a chance to go watch a game in person um and also it's like show sort of the uh strategies and tactics like base it was so it was like they teach the history of the game to introduce the players and also some of like the way that they actually play baseball in the major leagues. It was really those three components. So it's just spread. It was like a, it was a spread, you know, major league baseball across the across the country and using the the uh, medium of talking pictures. Yeah. Wow. So they did uh, yeah. now. Mickey Cochran, uh, Greg. Do you know who uh, Mickey Cochran is? Know the name. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say gangster. No, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sounds like because we just did. We, he kind of was too in yeah. the colloquial version. He was a, he was about as good as you get. Because we yeah. did a, we just did a whole episode about him because he was a catcher that came in and was okay. the manager. Uh, and he's the one that really kind of lit the fire under the boys <laughs> to, was to get it done in thirty four yep. and, and thirty five. Uh, and he was just uh, so well known behind mm -hmm. the plate. Clip number three here as uh, Mickey guarding home plate. Mickey Cochran delves into the art of guarding the plate and tagging the runner. Here, Mickey takes a wide throw and makes a thrilling diving foot out. Cochran is unequaled in the specialty of diving to the ground at either side of the plate for pitches in the dirt. And regardless of the double impact, he hangs onto the ball and gets his man too. In the mechanics of throwing to second, 
Watch the mere instant it takes him to get the ball out of his hands and wing it so the would-be stealer wishes he hadn't left first base. Wow. <laughs> and people don't sometimes realize how fast those balls are going. Did you guys know Larry Sorensen? Oh, yeah, I heard of him. What, uh... Yeah, he played for U of M and then also played for various uh, major league teams. So I worked with okay, him yeah. at a radio station. And one time we were out, he was a pitcher. And so I just said, hey, let's pretend I've got a bat. Throw me a ball. I just want to see what it feels like to actually be throwing a ball by a major league. Honestly, guy, you're like this. And he's going, it's at the fence now. <laughs> oh, yeah. The thing went so fast, it was like. I couldn't even see it. And I'm always just so amazed, you know, just how people can go out there and hit these balls, you know, to various parts, even out of a stadium. I mean, that's, that's a great talent. Great. Yeah. Talent. Major, Major league baseball is a whole nother level. Like that, that's, that's one of the things that, I mean, you're not wrong. You're at, you're absolutely correct. Like, you know, that's, it takes like five years to develop a, a college player or a high school player, or whatever, to, um, to get to the major leagues. You have to be the elite of the elite, like mm -hmm. in everything, like the arm strength. I mean, Physical, you know, everything, athletic ability, everything. I mean, that's what it's like. I mean, it's it's the it's incredibly difficult to get to the major leagues. So, all right, um, there's two more clips I, I want to play for you guys. Um, okay. One is a lesson on sliding from JoJo White. That's clip ah. number clip number four, and then clip number five is a, a some from the World Series, and it's a little bit of play by play uh, from some of the World Series action there in 1934. So, Matt, roll out uh, number JoJo White sprints into a hook slide and stresses the correct position of the legs. Keep it bent under, he says. Never rigid. Bending it prevents it from being injured. Well, here's a pretty good try for the first time. White now informs the youngster that the underleg is too stiff and too straight. Don't be afraid to bend it. And be sure to bend it before you hit the ground. Then sliding becomes easy. Right. Let's see. The, let's go to the World Series play-by-play. Play. And now for a glimpse of the World Series. The rival managers Frankie Frisch of the St. Louis Cardinals and Mickey Cochran of the Detroit Tigers. After the national anthem is played, the game begins. Dizzy Dean is the Cardinal pitcher, and just watch him when the first pitch is called a ball. Oh boy, is he annoyed! Detroit's first run came in when Gehring is singled in the third, scoring JoJo White and placing Cochran on third. And the home crowd is overjoyed. All right, so there you wow. go. So now Char and then Charles has an opinion uh, about this movie. And, uh, but I I'd like to ask you, uh, Greg, what, do you, what is, in your opinion, the best baseball movie ever made? Whoa. It's a tough question. We'll go, we'll go for popcorn yeah, and you uh, sort that's that out. Question. You know, I mean, like even one of the ones I always liked growing up was the Babe Ruth story. Only finding out, you know, how William Bendix actually, they had to reverse the film because he couldn't actually hit left-handed. But that's one that I always think about, you know, as a kid. Also, For Love of the Game, uh, the movie about Kevin Costner being a Detroit Tiger. He's a guy who loves the Detroit Tigers. Uh, he played uh, Detroit Tiger twice, as you know, in that movie, and then also a movie called The Upside of Anger. He was retired Detroit Tiger player. But that um, also another historical one like Bingo Long's Traveling All-Stars uh, about the Negro Leagues. It was a movie made by Motown uh, back in the day starring Billy Dee Williams. I've seen that one. Yeah. Oh. 
So, you know, you got those and man, like you said, they're just so many other good ones. Major League. I think we, <laughs> yeah. we all still Bad use bears in that movie. I got to watch it. If yeah. it's not, I got to watch it. Oh, it's must. Yeah. yeah. You can't just like skip through to the next <laughs> no, channel. Right. Even no. the second and third ones are good. I like yeah. the third one. Yeah. Too. It's all right. And the bad news bears. Bad news yes. bears. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. Uh, so because Charles, Charles, his argument is that this is. I thought the, you were going to ask me the same question. The greatest. What's my favorite baseball movie? What What is your favorite Play baseball movie? Play man. ball, Play ball. All right. Play so ball. my favorite baseball movie. I need you to defend that. Why would you say that this is the greatest baseball movie ever made? Because you've uh, said that a few times. And I'm not a sports guy. I love history. I love Detroit. I love I love stories. And that's you know why I'm here to hear these stories from yeah. you. And when you say this is the greatest baseball movie ever played, I don't I don't have a huge frame of reference, so I need you to argue that for me. Well, I mean, it's um, I'll just in a nutshell is the idea that like all these baseball movies that are out there, they usually like harken to a um, you know to like a nostalgic era, mm-hmm. you know, in baseball. Well, play ball was that era. Okay. And the people that these movies harken back to, these were those people. This was right. like I mean that is like. And it's not just like the clips we're showing are sort of like the uh, sort of the the um, technical elements of the movie. But when you watch it in its narrative format, it's it's like tells the story of baseball and it and it incorporates it's it's incredibly well, incredibly. The, the format is incredible. Um, the camera angles are incredible when they show the different pitchers go through and they rattle through pitcher after pitcher after pitcher. Um, they like just that they have the pump handle wind ups so like they, the guys, the guys describing every single like pitching style. Like one guy's got the double pump handle, you know, like it's, yeah. and then the camera angle like looks over their shoulders. You can actually see the curved bend, which is an, a- an angle that they don't even use in baseball today. Which if they did, would like enhance everything that they do. Um, and then like there's a there, one of the great scenes uh, is there's a um, there's like these kids are like these like when they're introducing like how baseball is played. These kids are all they're, they're, they're these kids are all playing sandlot ball. And one of the kids hits a ball through a lady's window and she's like yelling out the window at him. And then like, so I mean, there's like, there's, there's humor in it. And then there's this, then one of the most striking moments of the movie is they go through in, in just rapid fire succession showing all this, like some of the greatest hitters in baseball history and like how they swung. And it's like, it's, it's like rapid fire, bam, 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 bam. These are all like each guy's whacking a ball, whacking all there's Garinger, damn, bam, you know, like cracking a ball. And then they get to Lou Gehrig and then his smash Lou Gehrig mm-hmm. crushes a ball, and then you go, "Damn!" <laughs> it's like I mean, all these great hitters, and then he, Lou Gehrig smokes one, and you go, "Oh, damn!" And then, and then like you, you reach for your controller to rewind it, and all of yeah. a sudden, and all, all of a sudden, Ted Houston goes, "Let's watch that again." Like he, like <laughs> he, he hits, he hits in rapid fire succession through all these hitters, and then Lou mashes one. He goes, "Hold on a second, let's watch that one again." And like the timing is so perfect, yeah. you know. And you're going, and they do it in slow motion for Lou. You go. Man, these, these, you know, they knew what they were doing for this movie. You know, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's, you know, like, so that's what I mean. And, and, and a, another poignant element is that um, a, a great friend of mine who was like really the genesis of my other project named, guy named C.T. Bartlett, he, uh, uh, he was like, he's passed now, but, um, he, but at one point, uh, he, like this, he, he, like, he told me that this movie saved his life. All right. Like he was like in near death and he had never seen this movie before. And there was this one line in the movie that the two of us had, like it was, it's like our signature, like, like bond with baseball. And it's this component that the team that wins them with this, that scores the most runs wins the game. Yeah, yeah. And it's such a basic, it's just such a basic um, saying, I guess you could say like it's an, it's an obvious saying, but it's something that is completely lost on baseball today. 
the analytics that are the way the analytics have completely taken over baseball. They micro they micro analyze every yeah. single component of the game except for runs and RBIs. It's it, except for the amount of runs that a pitcher gives up. They micro analyze the velocity, the technical elements of every of how a bat hits a ball. They may analyze everything except for the except for the uh, you know study an extensive study on the run, on runs and RBIs. Like it's it's insane. And so the two of us used to connect on that. And when he was near death, he was like the worst moment he'd ever been because he was always he was eternally sick. And he and at the and I told him I said watch this movie. Like basically I told him like he was going up north. Basically he like looked at me now like he was like it was like might have been the last time I ever saw him. I said watch this movie. And he went to watch that movie. And, and there's a moment in it where Rogers Hornsby. There's a reporter asked Rogers Hornsby asked or a reporter asked Rogers Hornsby, uh, Rogers, what's uh you know how does it you know who's is your team win tonight or whatever? And Rogers Hornsby says, you know, decades of experience in baseball have taught me one thing: the team that scores that scores the most runs wins the game. And CT yeah. said at that moment, he said that was like a message that I like from the past to me to him, and it gave him this like spark to like mm-hmm. he's like, well, I'm not done yet. We got more re- research to do. We got you know more collaboration to do. So that's what I'm saying. Like you know, and he called me up like three months. It was like it was like that night he called me up and he said. He was like, he goes, I'd watch that movie, man. And because I told him, I said, this is the best baseball movie you'll ever watch. And he, and he looked at me, he's like, okay. And I, and then I called and I said, what do you think about the movie then? He said, he said it was the best movie ever, best baseball movie I've ever seen. Aww. I said, and I said, and I told him, I said, I go, come on, I go, top five. And he said, top one. That's what he said Aww. to me. And so, and that's, and this is not just somebody like that, you know, he would, he had no problem telling me I was wrong or whatever like this. So, um, yeah. So, so me, for me, for all those reasons and, uh, you guys want a few more? Yeah, yeah. It's number one. See, it's, <laughs> it's like number hey, one. Craig, I saw I love hanging out with Charles because he's like just how passionate he gets right. about this topic and about this movie. I I just I just love it. So Jamie keeps uh, me from rambling on keeps me sure. from rambling too much. Do, so. Talk with him about the next time. I'm gonna take his I'm gonna take his word for it. Yeah. So so Greg, uh we were teasing you. You haven't seen that you haven't had the opportunity to see this. Um oh. I know you do some movie screenings. Yeah. Uh, so we just had uh, Paul Glantz from uh, Imagine Theaters on. Oh, my buddy. The Man Cave, uh, yeah. talking about the spirits they have in their in their bars. Uh, but uh, we gotta we gotta do a screening at an Imagine. Me, you, and Paul, and Charles. I'd love and to. Whoever wants I'll to, I'll watch that movie a hundred. I'll watch it every. I'll watch it as many times. I love the movie. I love. We it. can go to the one of the private screening rooms they have there. I mean, obviously, then we'd be all socially distanced with no problem. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That yes. that would be great. Yeah. Let's do it, and then come back and yeah. talk about it. <laughs> I'd love to hear the review. I'd love to hear your opinion about it. Because, oh, like I say, because I already set the bet, I already set the, I already set my thing pretty high, my opinion pretty high. So I want to see what your, see what your opinion is about. It. You're like, yeah, that was the worst baseball we no. ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th- I don't think it's gonna be the worst, but I, th- but oh. uh, I think, I think, I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm optimistic. I think that uh, it might be your, might become your new favorite. All right. So, Greg, um, <laughs> people can catch you on WJR Radio uh, Fridays, checking in, letting letting people know about what might be coming out on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, when, tomorrow morning with Paul W. Smith on WJR at about 8.15, and then on Live in the D on Channel 4 at 10 o'clock. Uh, the two movies that are coming out tomorrow, one is called Boys Camp. I don't know if you've heard about that, but it's, it's a real thing. And because even President Clinton went there, and so did Dick Cheney. Oh. It's this summer camp where, to an extent, they teach young men how to become politicians, and it's a documentary. Oh my god! It, it's real. <laughs> it, it comes out on Apple uh, TV Plus tomorrow. If okay. you can attend, 
check it out because you will. You'll be sitting there going, "This is real. This is real." Like, a, man, Holy smoke. And um, another one. What's it called with Jamie Fox uh, coming out tomorrow on Netflix? It was called a uh, PowerPoint. Um, Power pill. It's kind of like remember there was a movie a few years back called Limitless with Cooper uh, yeah. and Robert De Niro where you take this pill you become yep. smart and this one you take a pill and you get some type of superpower. But I might get you know invulnerability where you might get to be like the Human Torch and you might you know grow wings and be able to fly. So they're Dang. all. And, uh, I want to be able to dunk. That's all I want. To do. <laughs> I mean, that's all I wanted since I was a child is to be able to dunk. That's been like my all time dream. Right. That's like when you mentioned yeah. my brother Cliff, that was one thing I was Yeah, we all got our own dreams, you know? We mm -hmm. got our own dreams. I would uh, not just like be able to dunk and like barely get it over the rim. I want to be able to like windmill dunk, under the legs, right. 360 dunk. That's like my turn. I, I have, yeah, I like that's a dream of mine. Yeah, that's like my, that's literally my biggest dream. Wow. So, Greg, uh, the movie show plus. Yep. That we've got on Channel 20 on Sundays at 1230 in the afternoon and on Channel 38 at 330 in, or no, 230 in the afternoon. It's our half hour show that I do with Tom Santilli. And there again, we have movie interviews and talk about movies. And also, especially with everything that's been going on, we've been interviewing business owners from around Detroit just to see how they're doing. And, you know, just trying to get people to know more about them so they can go out and, you know, uh, visit them and you know pass and work with them and you know get different things from them. So cool. yeah, we have a have a lot of fun. Excellent. Uh, we appreciate you hanging out. So there's a oh, is there a website and a, like a Twitter or anything or yeah, uh, website what you're doing? is movieshowplus.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Greg Russell Film, uh, on Instagram Greg Russell Movies, and you know just. Actually, just Google me. I'm kind of like all over the place. So yeah, yeah, we, yeah. would love that. And no, this was so much fun. And you made me think of, can I share another baseball story though with you real quick? Yeah, yeah, yes, with them, man. yeah absolutely. <laughs> One time I was in New York uh, for another movie and we're at the lounge inside the hotel. And I was sitting there with these three ladies, you know, and we were having a drink after watching the movie. And this hotel was famous for having open M&M peanuts in a bowl. So next thing you know, we're sitting there. This hand comes down with a bowl and says, ladies, can I offer you some M&M peanuts? We look up and I'm going, oh, my God, it's Reggie Jackson. Oh, jeez. And I scream it out. And Reggie took that as his invitation to join us. Yeah. And he's there trying to talk to these girls. And I'm doing the thing again about, remember the time you hit the ball in the All-Star yeah. roof at Tiger Stadium? And when you hit the three home runs in the way? And he's like, yeah, 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 I know. I know. And we talked to them. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was just a lot of fun, especially to sit there, you know, have a drink with the guy who was your another one of your heroes growing up. And it's like this is so cool. Yeah, he was sweet. Reggie Jackson was a stud, man. Yeah. But what kind of a place you're at? That's like a VIP VIP place. It's got a bowl with M and M's in. I've never been to a place that offers free M and M's like that. I, my place are always like, if you're lucky, some pretzels or you know. Maybe peanuts. You're real lucky. I've never played to a place with an open bowl M and M's. Oh so yeah, hey, that's how they class. work there on Park Avenue, right? <laughs> I got to get to. I don't even hang out with you, man. That's a good <laughs> open bowls of M and M's over there. <laughs> but Greg, we again appreciate you hanging out. It's Thank you. Uh, we're going to be. We, we've talked about the Tigers a lot. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Lions and the Red Wings and their oh. amazing seasons. Uh, back as well. Great. So, it, oh man, we got we got years worth of episodes. Oh my gosh, yeah. there's so there much was, to talk about. I mean, it's so much. Greg, do you know how many champions? I might have mentioned it 
I might have said it before you got in here. How many championships were won in the city of Detroit in 1935? Do you know how many? Three. How Multiply many? that by what is what's thirty? What's three times? Ten, what's world championships? Oh, times, no, it's not because it's no because it's times eleven because there's thirty-three championships. There's thirty. Wow. Yeah, so that's what, I was trying to get to 33 from three. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So I knew 10. When you said it, you got it wrong. I was like, yeah. 11. That's what it is. Sometimes 11. The Tigers, the Red the Wing. About 33 championships 33. in one season. That's the thing about wow. this. Story. That's how great this This is the greatest season in the history of American sport, and it's, like, wow. literally unknown. Like, you nobody's got ever heard Gar of it. Wood, you know, on the water in motorsports. Yeah. You got Walter Hagen. Uh, there's a horse. What was the horse? Uh, a Zucar. Spanish Zucar. for sugar. Yeah, the, I learned that. The horse that won the very it was the very was it the, the very first, first Santa Anita handicap? Like that's the movie, the movie in in the movie Sea Biscuit. Like that's yeah. the race that Sea Biscuit's always trying to win. Whoa, well, the very first, the very first, the very first uh, Santa Anita handicap was won by a Zucar, which was a Detroit owned horse. Detroiters, yeah. oh, man. Fred Elgar owned horse. There's yep. there's there, there's runners, there's track and field, uh, everything. The Detroit Tennis. police, uh, uh, skill shooting. Keep going, Jamie. Uh, Keep going. Probably too, right? What's that? Is there a boxing championship? Oh, Joe there? Lewis, there was, man. There was That's a, cat, a little bit of I knew there had to be. Oh, yeah. And, well, Joe, he didn't actually end up as champion that year, but he's not – I don't even – he's actually not even included in the 33 championships because he didn't oh. finish the year as, a, as the champion. Right. But he was like – the but he, what he did do in 1933 – or, no, I'm sorry, 1935 was so, was so massive, I call it the greatest individual season in American sport history. Yeah, Jamie, I think – I should have been in the studio with you tonight. So, yeah, yeah, dude. Half that bottle of Joe Louis bourbon was drank by me. I was gonna drink some, another portion of it tonight. I love that stuff. I so, love a fan, I'm a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, because we're stuff. gonna we're gonna do a bunch about uh, yeah. Joe Lewis, and uh, we we partnered up with our my other podcast, the Man Cave Happy Hour. Matt and I do that one. Uh, we partnered with Joe Lewis Bourbon. Yeah. Uh, on a Tuesday tasting that we do, just because you can't go out and drink anywhere so we just invite people to drink joe lewis bourbon with us we've had jojo uh his son on yeah. a bunch of times um he's gonna they're trying to open a, a kitchen uh joe joe lewis yeah southern yeah. Yeah. kitchen or something like that in detroit but they were they were trying to open in march so <laughs> they're kind of on hold yeah uh, but when we get when we get rolling on joe lewis we're gonna have uh jojo in with us to talk oh, about yeah uh, but talk that- about joe lewis and that bourbon's worth the trip, man. If you come out to the studio, Greg, if you come into the studio, I'm telling you, it's it's not just the, the bottle's cool and everything, but the, but the, I, the I stuff inside is great. It smells delicious, you know? It is. It's real good. That's what, that's what I mean. Like, I was going to tap into it today for the show, but I was like, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I walked out of here kind of stumbled. <laughs> put a couple, put a, yeah, I was like, man, I can't. I gotta pace myself on these shows. Podcasting <laughs> is not not for the week. No, it's not. No, so. like, oh my god, no! We used to do plenty of podcasts like that. But <laughs> did I get it Wait. wrong? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you're absolutely welcome anytime, Greg. Oh. We uh, we do this uh, every Thursday, and then uh, okay. it comes out as the podcast. So uh, we, again, thank you so much. Thank you both so very, very much. Please yeah, have a great night, man. Let me know anytime, and I would love to be here. Likewise, if you ever need anybody, you know, spot stuff, some, you know, Detroit sports history stuff, movie stuff, let me know. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. All right. Jamie, too. Okay. Jamie, Jamie will join you, too, oh, sir. That'd be great. Like that. Everybody. Yeah, I'll get you on our show, too. Hey, That'd be great. Excellent. All right, guys. All right, Greg. Be well, man. You, too. Take care. All right. Have a great night, man. You, too. Hey, so he's so much fun. Yeah, he's cool, man. I love the guy. Yeah, he's great. First time I ever.
hanging out. Yeah, uh, it's cool great. having our you know special for, our for first special guest, guest, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Well, I figure we're talking about a movie. Yeah, you got to bring in a cat who knows. Oh yeah, and I can't wait to see his review. About I can't wait movie. to see him yeah. watch it and like give us his professional feedback because. Because, um, you know, I've set the bar pretty high on this. Yeah, the characters came to life in this movie, though. Oh, it's amazing. It's, uh, yeah. it's it, and it, it even, it opens I feel up. bad because the listeners, you know, the viewers, listeners haven't seen it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I want to be able to see it. I want to well, show the public this. is great tease because we'll, we will do a screening. Yeah. No, with, for sure. With Greg somewhere. We'll do, once we can be out in public. Yeah, movie that'd be awesome, man, to, like, build up our audience a little bit. And then, and, like, uh, you know, advertise and bring a group of people. Have a big night of it. see it. Yeah. I, it's very, it's very clinical. Um. Uh, it, it's 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 really the nuts and bolts of, of yeah. baseball. It, there's some cool uh, play-by-plays at the end, yeah. uh, but that's like the last five minutes. But the rest of it is really much kind it's of the narr- history of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny that it's. But he uh, builds the narrative. He starts at the very beginning. Yeah. Baseball was invented, you know, at Cooperstown, New York. Yeah. Abner Double, you know, he goes the he gives the formulaic version, which is like Abner yeah. Double Day and all this, and then you know he builds it up to like the, it's a kids game, and they started playing originally. They're playing. Uh, three a cat six a cat you know like the, you yeah. know how the game evolved you know using kids and then he's like talks about how the how the college kids are signed and scouted you know connie max in it i mean right. it's, he evolves it and then he takes you to the major leagues and that's when they really get into the um into the, like how to play the game stuff but it, but the, I, I love the structure of it i love yeah. how they build with the you know the history of the game and then they work up to it i love i love the opening uh after after they talk about cooperstown and they they have the voice of the baseball commissioner Oh, Landis, yeah. Oh, man. oh yeah, Landis. And he's such a character. Oh, man. big we time. Got, we got clip number six. Oh, you got Landis? Great. We got awesome. clip number six. Mount, Kennesaw Mountain Landis. This is a guy, yeah, this is the original tough right here. And now, presenting the commissioner of baseball, Kennesaw Mountain Landis. I am delighted that the American League has made this absorbing motion picture that so vividly and so thoroughly exemplifies every department of the game of baseball. <laughs> the guy's intense. Like, so you notice that in the background, in the background, it was the uh, 34 Tigers. On the background, he had the 34 Tigers hanging on the wall. Did he really? Yeah, it's the 34 Tigers okay. on the wall behind him, yeah. So he's like the 34 Tiger team photo. Well, and that's the thing, because the film features, it's like an all-star reel. It's like... It's, it's like, everybody's in it. It's like the Everyone. who's who of baseball yeah. of the era. Literally, who's who of baseball. And, Babe Ruth's uh, in it. Babe Ruth has the one, the greatest scene in the whole movie. Yeah. Did you see one with the little kid? Yeah. yeah you watched it. Yep. The, so the, the scene is, for the honesty... You know, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. the great thing is they show the personality of Babe Ruth. They show yeah. how... I mean, 34, this was Babe's last year in New York, and they showed how he gets out of the taxi, and he's just mobbed by thousands. And he's and then Ted Houston says, it's the same in every city. Everybody loves the Babe. And he gets out of a car, and all of a sudden, it's like a 1,000 people mob him. And then the great thing, he goes, the Babe is a fan of, you know, the kids love Babe. And the next scene is Babe Ruth, um, there's a little there's a little kid. He's like, the kid is like two. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. The kid is can't barely even stand. <laughs> And he's got a baseball he's mitt, like, a mitt on, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. taped to his wrist or something. And yeah. then and they go, and Babes, he goes, here comes the babe about to throw a pitch. And he goes, Babe shakes him off. And he's like, Ted, you know, Ted Houston's narrating. He's like, shakes him off. No, he doesn't want to throw the curve. He wants to throw the heat. You know, yeah, and he yeah, goes, yeah, and so Babe's about to throw, throw a ball to the kid. He goes, here it comes. And, they, they, and Babe, like, fires a ball at the kid. <laughs> and it's a cut scene. And, the, you know, the yeah. next scene is the ball just barely drops in the kid's mitt. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But he, like, goes to fire a fastball. And you're like, oh, God, he's going to hit this yeah, little hit in the face, so, you know. Yeah. And and then the ball just, like, harmlessly drops barely. And the kid he props sweet. the kid mitt up so he can catch it. That's a great scene, though. I love it. So it's got humor in it, too. It you know what I mean? It's got, it's, it breaks it up with humor. It breaks it up with. Uh, but the, the, it was, yeah. like, like, the who's who. 
but there is a big focus on the Tigers. Oh, yeah. And so I think the Tigers kind of out. Well, yeah, because it was filmed in Detroit, yeah. and they used the Tiger. There, you know, they and they they did film. There, there were component scenes filmed in other in other ballparks. Mm -hmm. um, I think that um, I think that you know the the director, the you know the director and the writer of the film was George Moriarty, who was like. You know, I, I want to. We're getting. I think an episode we'll talk, of uh, talk about George next. Like time? next time, yeah. yeah. George Moriarty is an absolute, like one of the again, an unknown figure, in, but it, like a colossal figure in Detroit sports history, and did. I mean, literally, there's nothing he did not do. He's, and he he's was like umping, and here he is throwing. Some yeah, Cubs this is the 1935 the, World Series. Yeah. He's umpiring the 35 World Series. This is so, the guy that directed we'll, play ball, man. We'll, yeah. talk, we'll talk about. We'll talk about that. But uh, it's a real good focus um, on the Tigers. And the the next clip I wanted to but show. But he was you. a tiger. He was yeah. a you know. I mean, he's a, all this, and that's what I'm saying. Like that's why it was like filmed in Detroit. The Tigers are a major component of it. And there's actually a scene in the movie where, and this is actually in the article I have in the I have all the articles in the book that I found about yeah. the movie. And there's a scene in the mo in the movie where there's a guy. They had to, they they needed a scene, and there was a guy that they filmed, and it says the guy threw the ball in New York, and a guy in Detroit caught it. Yeah. Because of the cut scene. Yeah. They had like the backdrop was Yankee Stadium, and it was that. a Yankees player throwing it, and they needed like you know the way that they uh, edited the movie in yeah. post production, they needed somebody catching it, and the only thing they had was a clip of the guy in Detroit. Uh. So so the guy throws it in you know New York, and it, and the guy in Detroit catches it. Yeah. It's like the coffee cup <laughs> in Game of Thrones. But throws. nobody's gonna notice it. No, like nobody notices it because it's like, everything. Moves so quick but, but they wrote about it in the original in yeah. the original articles they were laughing about it in the original premieres there's a, a cool clip number seven kind of does uh, shows uh, shows them really highlighting uh mickey again uh and a, a double a double steal him oh uh, him, I, I love avoiding this one, yeah. a double steal yeah mickey cochran breaks up the dangerous double steal with runners on first and third cochran signals for a pitch out the runner digs for second cochran sets for the pitch out and whips it to second Rogel covers second. Geringer cuts in ahead, takes the throw, and throws out the runner at the plate. Nice work. <laughs> I'm glad you threw that in there because that's yeah. th that's a great concept because they uh you know those are those are sort of defensive strategies that like I don't want to say they don't exist in the game today, but um those are the kind of but it's like um it's something that doesn't yeah it's something that's yeah it yeah it's say that again the game hasn't changed I mean just like the fundamentals of the game uh, are still. I don't know. Yeah, they, I know nothing about. No, sports. I know, but that comes to me. No, the fundamentals are there, I guess. But it's like, I don't know. It seems like, uh, it seems like back. It, it seems like it's a little bit more of a showman game now. Okay. It seems like it's like, especially when you watch the play ball concept. All right. The way that they preach, uh, baseball, it's like from a, a incredibly fundamental component. Like the number one thing you do. Is you do not let that ball get past you. Okay. And that, like, number one, like, you see it in the film. Like, when the guy's like, this is how you feel the ball. And, like, you see that this guy, the second baseman, when he fields it, mm -hmm. he's so automatic in the way that he does it. You know that he's not just trying to teach kids. Like, the way that he, the way that he swarms around the ball, he's like, like, he's, you know, you start, he's like, you start with your glove on the ground, your body over the ball, and you smother it. Like, you know, you can't, you use your mitt, of course, but he's like, you, like, no matter what happens, that ball does not get past you. Like, whereas today it's like, they're great fielders. You know I mean? They're, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from today's game as far as their ability, but back then it was like the fundamental element, especially that they use like smaller mitts and everything. So, um, but the fundamentals that they show and play ball are like, um, it's, it's huge. And, and like another thing you saw Mickey in that clip, you saw how he was like almost standing up when he caught that ball. Yeah. That was, un that was not um, uncharacteristic of catchers back then. Was like like a lot of times when you see a catcher in modern game, they're like in a squat position.
back then they would be like half standing up. Like, I mean, they, like some guy, I mean, you, they would be in a crouch. They would get in that deep crouch, but they would like literally like there's, I have a, a old, uh, how to play. It was, a, I think it was off of a, um, it was like a Wheaties box or something, uh-huh. but, it had, but it had Bill Dickey. Who's one of the best catchers in like in baseball history, played for the Yankees in the thirties. And, uh, and he's showing how to catch and he's literally standing up and it's like, and so they think about it. Like if you're worried about a guy going from first to second on a steal, like, is it better that you catch the ball while you're standing up or is it better that you start off in a crouch right. that you're like almost sitting on your, on your hindquarters? You know right. what I mean? Like you're in a crouch cause you have to stand up to throw, you know what I mean? Like it, if you're like basically standing up when you mm. catch the ball, it's incredible. It's ten times like way hard. I mean, you're already in a throwing position when you catch the ball. You know what I mean? Like, so as I'm saying, like now it's like it, that's unheard of for a catcher to stand up when he catches the ball. Mm-hmm. But if I like a team, which is like actually one of my goals, like as home that whole another project we're doing, yeah, um, is to get my own team. Like that's one of the things. Like if it works better to stand up when you receive the ball, why not do it? Yeah. You know, like that, that, that's but that's what I'm saying. It's like. It's almost like there's a way things are done today that's not necessarily the most fundamental um, or even the best. So, um, so I think it has changed. I, I saw, I'll, I'll just push back against that a little. So bit. <laughs> the announcer, the announcer, um, who was the announcer again? Ted Houston. All right. So Ted, uh, Matt, where's that? Uh, that uh, clip? Oh, you got the end. T- yeah. Yeah. It's uh, eight. Again. Hello, you fans out there. Well, the game is over and the stars of the American League have certainly put on a real show to give you the inside of our national pastime. This picture is an American League production and presented with the compliments of the league. In a century of baseball, this is the first motion picture ever made to show the fine points of the game. And as we've watched together, I'm sure that to every one of us has come the realization of the cleanliness of the sport, its speed, its intricacy, its never-ending variety, and its helpfulness in building bodies. Now, while we're on the subject of building bodies, let me remind you that this picture was made possible through the cooperation of another great bodybuilder, the Fisher Body Division General Motors Corporation, that produces bodies for Chevrolet, Pontiac, Oldsmobile, Buick, LaSalle, and Cadillac. Well, so long. Be seeing you at the games. Base hits will be flying, spikes flashing in the sun, and all America will be shouting, play ball! <laughs> spikes flashing yeah. in the sun. I, I love that's that. the that's the, just the radio voice of you know like I mean that guy's got the yeah. he's like the greatest. Uh, yeah. You don't really see, see the announcer. No, it's like they put him in there. And right you the didn't part. see. I know, and you didn't see him through the whole movie except yeah. you know the whole thing except for at that very end. But but like he says it all right there. This is the first motion picture, Major League Baseball motion picture. He says it right there. It was sp- uh, financed by the Fisher Body Company. I mean, this is a Detroit thing. Yeah. Just just stop. I'm gonna pause for a second. Yeah. I'm gonna take a breath. Right. Think about how 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 incredible this is, and that and how ridiculous it is that that this is not like the most one of the most well known things out there. Yeah. As big as Major League Baseball is, it's a ten billion dollar industry. Right. Okay. And multi, you know, media it likes movies. You know, baseball movies are like all the ray. I mean, baseball movies are some of the most financially viable things that there is out there. Um, you have the first Major League Baseball motion picture filmed in Detroit. And nobody's ever heard about it. Yeah. Nobody's ever seen it. Yeah. And even more incredible is it was it was filmed in 1934 and it premiered at the Book Catholic Hotel during the City of Champions season. <laughs> I mean, like it didn't happen like a year before or a year after or a couple years later. This is another component. This is just another another episode on the yeah. show. 
It says the other day, by the way, Jamie, episode eight, we're doing this play ball movie, the, the, you know, the greatest baseball movie ever made, filmed in Detroit, Major League. You know, it's, it's just, it, it's it's astonishing to me. Yeah. You know, and that's why I've been hooked on this story is like every, the further you go down, the more components. This is like another episode, the, first, the discovery of the first baseball movie ever made, you know, <laughs> filmed in Detroit. Like, oh, what are we doing next week, Jamie? You know, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> another discovery that came yeah, out of this, you know? It's, it's, uh, it's well, crazy. George Moriarty. Man, I, I God, we're, he was, he was one of my favorite people ever. Yeah, George Moriarty's amazing. Man. So we're gonna talk about George uh, next time. His, yeah, his career with the Tigers, managing the Tigers. He might need two uh, episodes for and now. then and then uh, making this movie. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about George the next time. Is there anything else we didn't uh, talk? We hit on notes all my there? notes are all George Moriarty. Okay, <laughs> we didn't right. use any of them. Right. I got so tons. We'll, I got because I don't have to do put any notes together for. Um, you know, for next week or yeah. whatever, because I got them all. Because, like I said, we need to. I didn't even, I didn't even touch any of these. But cool. It's all, all right. right. <laughs> so we'll talk about George. Yeah, I look for. I look forward to that one too. All right. Man. So, uh, thanks for being with us. Thanks for hanging out. There are people commenting. Your brother. Uh, What's Connor, up, fellas? How you doing, there. Kurt? It's like Kurt. There is that is. Curtis? <laughs> he said, "Hey, hey, Curtis, how you doing, bro?" And uh, so people checking in and hanging out. Uh, city, city of Detroit, Detroit, city of champions. I know the name of the show. I swear you to God. You got it? You want me to write it down? Here, you got me to note? Flip the, notes. Here. Flip, flip the book over Here's so I can read. Right it's standing notes. up right there. There's, a, there's everything around us. The City of Champions, everything. You got it's, a bottle of liquor with Joe Lewis on it. Right there. There you go. It's like standing, it standing right there. It's, it's all right. You'll get it all right. Uh, Detroit City of Champions, the podcast. Uh, it's available wherever finer podcasts are sold. Literally everywhere. We and, got it on everything. Yeah, and that's kind of actually a misnomer because where finer podcasts are sold, uh, it's free. Yeah, it's free. It's free. Uh, podcasts are free. You, we say go subscribe. Yeah, and, and, and the subscription. Put a comment down. That helps. Uh, you know, I heard from my friend uh, Kevin Bush zero. that uh, you. Uh, it, oh yeah, if you're listening right now, comment everything we do. If you comment on it, it's going to help us expand this thing. Um, like it raise our, I guess, our raise our algorithm in that. So comments on it, like it, It'll share it. Something. You know, yeah, it just yeah. I don't, know, I don't know what that means. Algorithm. It's, like a, it's like a, oh, okay. It's a euphemism. <laughs> I, I get it, but I don't know what you're trying euphemism. to get at. Yes. But, <laughs> that way, uh, but yeah, so, yeah, comment, like, share, all that stuff. Yes. It, it helps us subscribe yes. and everything. And, so um, DetroitCityOfChampions.com. Yeah. Follow us on the Facebook and, and, and comment, like, and subscribe wherever you uh, listen to, to the fine podcast. Just uh, uh, follow us. Uh, give us a listen. We appreciate you listening, uh, being with us. Greg Russell. Uh, our guest today, thank you. Yeah, Greg. he was cool. Love having him on. Greg Russell, we're gonna. Have I like Greg. having a guest too. It was cool. That was fun. Yeah. You know, we could bring some more people in. And then uh, Matt, let's uh, close it out with that uh, very last clip thing. Yeah.